0: Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along. We get to the Word of God here every day. Talk about it. Think about it. Pray about it. Allow it to affect our lives. And I'm glad you're along with me. I'm coming to you with you today. I'm down at a camp, a YMCA camp in Black Mountain, North Carolina, doing a little scouting for our Faith Walkers Conference. But we've been talking here today, we've been talking this week about moral truth, moral absolutes, Versus the concept that's taught in our schools and in our basic, our media, our entertainment, our culture. The concept of moral relativism, which has its basis in secular humanism. We believe that morality comes from God. And what we've been looking at, particularly this week, last week and this week, are the the basis of the Ten Commandments. And specifically, the last five of the Ten Commandments that tr- tell us how we ought to treat our fellow human being. Let's review what they are. Then, then God spoke to all these things, saying, I am the Lord your God. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. We talked about it yesterday. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. And you shall not covet. Today, we're on the eighth commandment you shall not steal. When I was preparing these messages, I kind of thought to myself, well, you know, murder is so destructive. And we see rising murder rates in our country and all death. I don't know if you've ever been around someone or you've known someone who's been murdered. I wasn't until I was in my mid-40s that I actually knew someone personally who was murdered by someone else that I knew. And it shook me. It, it touched me deeply deeply. I have some uh, rental property at the time, and this was a domestic violence issue, and I didn't know the people real well, but they were my tenants, and I talked with them, I shared the gospel with them, and this murder shook me deep in my core, and it was difficult to get over it, and then, of course, I've often said, being in campus ministry, I've noticed how The sexual revolution, the destruction of the family, the the anything-goes sexual ethic, how destructive that has been in our culture, with our families, with our young people. And as I was thinking and preparing for this third of this series, You Shall Not Steal, I kind of thought, well, you know, this obviously is not as negative of a consequence. Well, it might not be as negative, but it certainly is has been damaging, and it's a and it's a definite violation of human beings when someone steals from them. Have you ever had someone steal from you? Have you ever had someone break in or rob you? Or you probably have. Whether it's a little thing or something big or significant, you feel violated. You feel personally like like you were invaded. If your house has ever been broken into or your car or something like this, sometimes far more than the value of what they took. It's how you felt as a human being having felt violated. And this gets back to this eighth commandment. And what does this eighth commandment, you shall not steal, there's more here than, it's a significant thing. We look and see on the news sometimes, you know, a couple years ago, we had all these riots in our country. And we'd see people running out of stores with armfuls of loot, boxes from Foot Locker, boxes of shoes from Foot Locker, armfuls of clothing. Or sometimes we see these smash and grab things that are going on in our culture today where people run into a jewelry store and break the, window, break the display cases and grab and they're out in a matter of seconds and they're gone. It just seems so wrong it's such a violation. If that ever happened to you, believe me, the, the personal feeling of being violated would be far greater than the value of anything that was taken. And we think, well, this is, you know, this is the type of theft, but you know, there's a lot more theft than that, isn't there? The more I've thought about how it affects our world, well, sometimes we have this whole area of white collar crime. In our day and age today, we have identity theft where people can find your passwords, take your identity online and steal all you got. Steal your life savings. Run up credit card bills you don't even realize they're spending it. They got your credit card number. Things like this can it's it's a theft. And then you take it another level. And that is people who are stealing like this who have no idea who you are. This identity theft. They're stealing from a total stranger. Or how about the people who, dare I say, they send viruses through the through the uh, internet and they damage and vandalize your data and your information. They don't gain anything from it. They're not stealing it. They're just damaging you. This would be a violation of this Eighth Commandment. It's not respecting your property. They may not take it from you, but by vandalizing it or destroying it, this is also a violation of this Eighth Commandment. And then, of course... You can say, and I do believe there's a lot of theft going on in Wall Street. Stock manipulation, lying about figures, people who have a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money, and yet still lie and cheat to get more from, shall we say, the what's known as the retail investor or the common man. And how about even inflation that we're facing now? Is this not really government theft of our property? If the government policies contributed to it, if the government if, if this is part of the plan to have there be inflation, really to inflate the currency above what is being produced, this is really theft. And so there's a lot of there's a lot more violation of this eighth commandment than we realize. I think that's the point I'm trying to say. And the more I got to thinking how's this done, I'm realizing there's a lot of theft. In our country, it's illegal to bribe someone. Unless, of course, you're bribing them with campaign contributions. You can't give it to them personally. You can give it to their campaign to keep them in power. I know people come on here from India where bribery is, is a way of life. This is a form of theft. This is a form of oppression. This is a violation of this Eighth Commandment. So we don't want to do it. And let me say the lure to young people, the lure to old people, the lure to you and me, to get rich quick, to get rich without productive labor, to figure out a way that I can have that, it's quite appealing, is it not? It's quite tempting. In our modern economy, most of us work to a certain age, and we're now living long beyond what most of us are productive in our, in, in our, as, as work and able to earn an income. And so it is important that we think and we plan ahead, that's for sure. But more and more, we got people in their 20s who are trying to figure out how can I have, live on my passive income? How can I not have to work? How can I not have to produce? How can I have investments that provide all I, I want? And they've lost this sense of a work ethic. As I grew up, I was instilled with a good work ethic. I appreciate that. And parents, grandparents, make sure your kids have a work ethic. Don't just give them everything. I had to work for things growing up. My parents helped me find ways, and indeed with my kids, they would often say to me, Dad, I want this or I want that, and I'd say, okay, let's figure out a way to do it. In our family, it's kind of legendary. You know, My kids wanted something. We'd go Saturday morning, we'd go down to Krispy Kreme Donuts, buy 50 boxes of donuts. They'd go out and sell them door to door, and they got to keep the money. Dad would, Dad would uh, put the money forward, me. They had to go sell door to door, and they learned so many things. They learned hard work. They learned confidence. They learned the value of what they of their dollar. They learned all these things. They learned a work ethic that has served them well as they've become adults. This whole area of theft, you know, it's person. Uh, when I was um, when I was in high school, I had a social studies teacher who was a socialist. He was maybe a little before his days, of course. This was in the seventies. He was a socialist. He was a far-left guy. And I remember one day as he was mocking what he called the white Protestant, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant work ethic. And I stood up against him and I challenged him. Of course, he mocked me too. But I proudly say this work ethic, this is what makes a country great. This is what makes a society great. This is what makes a family great. The idea that everything belongs to everybody and 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 not instilling a work ethic, instilling instead the sense of entitlement that if it's out there, I deserve it without having to earn it. This is a violation of what scripture's teaching in this eighth commandment. The the concept of private property, the concept that you and I have been entrusted with something, God gave it to us. God says we have property and no one is to take it. There to respect it. I'm ahead of myself. So let we talk about these five Ps, let's talk about them quickly. What is the precept here on this eighth commandment? It's simply, you shall not steal. You're not to take anything that belongs to another person. It's their property. You're not entitled to it. You don't have the right to it. You're not to take it. It's that simple. Thus, like we said earlier, I am the Lord God. I am the Lord your God. God spoke. God says, you shall not steal. Case closed. But we continue on to give the reasoning behind it with this five Ps outline. Number two, the principle behind the precept, and that is the principle of private property. That God has entrusted property to us human beings. Every one of us has some of it. You've got your, first of all, you've got your own body, but then you own some things. And what you own, God has entrusted to you. It's yours. You're to protect it. You're to take care of it, you're to be a good steward of it, you're to you're not to let it get run down, you're to protect what you have, and no one else is to take it from you, damage it, vandalize it, etc. It's your property, not theirs. What's the person behind that? Well, the person is God. Folks, you realize what this eighth principle is saying is God has given every human being something. And God expects and desires to take care of it and be faithful with it. And God, that's something God's entrusted to you. It's godly, it's spiritual. It's it's what it's obedience to God to take care of what you have, to protect what you have, to be a good steward of the things that God has entrusted to you. You're not to go get someone else's, you're not entitled to anyone else's, you're not to steal it from anyone else. But what God has given you, and of course, the principle here is Jesus taught, and we know it to be true. If you're faithful with what you've got, God will entrust you with more. So be faithful with the things you have. Think of the property you have. Again, your property includes yourself, includes your family, and once you, and that's your that's your pro, that's an asset of yours. It includes your, your everything physical and tangible. This is dealing with these tangible. things. Aspects, money, pro- money, land, your car, your clothes, anything you have, God has entrusted that, and we want to be faithful and a good steward of it. No one has a right to it. It's yours. This protects us from anarchy. I mean, like the, shall we say, the, the looting that we saw in the riots, 2020, you know, from that, when, when when there's theft, it becomes anarchy. Every man for himself, the powerful gain all the strength and gain all the wealth, and they take from the weak. And likewise, like I said, it's not always the violent looting. Sometimes it's the white-collar crime, the nonviolent aspect of stealing through the Internet, through business manipulation, stock manipulation, things like this. All We're protected from this when people don't steal. We're protected from oppression, We're protected from a total distrust of one another. We're protected from the idea that why even produce? Why even try? It's going to get stolen from me anyway. Of course, this is the problem with excessive government taxation. When the government takes way more than their fair share, as the word says, it disincentivizes someone from even trying to be productive. Biblically, a person's income and increase in their wealth should be connected to their productivity. If they are producing things that are beneficial to other people, they should be rewarded. But if you're not rewarded, if it's just stolen away from you, why even try? You see, this is what theft, this is how theft destroys us. What does it provide for us? When we obey this eighth commandment, it provides for a healthy, secure, prosperous society. People know that if they work hard, they can eat the, they can uh, enjoy the the fruit of their the benefit, the fruit of their work. They know that there's a reward for what they do, and so they'll work hard, and they won't spend all of their time and effort simply trying to protect what they have. If you've ever seen a castle, and I've seen a number of castles throughout Europe or in, and in India, the walls surrounding the castle are so big, and you think, how in the world, how much? effort must that have taken to to build well they don't have a choice because if they don't build that wall you know raiding mobs will come and steal from them and destroy them we one benefit of our country we have not had to spend an excessive amount of our money protecting ourselves from one another and so we've been able to put our resources towards improving our standard of living and improving our enjoyment of life. This has been a benefit of living in our country. As there's more and more theft and more and more rejection of God's, this Eighth Commandment, believe me, we have to spend more and more money protecting ourselves, insuring ourselves, uh, guarding ourselves, instead of putting that money to productive use. So this Eighth Commandment really does relate. It really does relate. As Christians, this has been a verse I've prayed often, It's meant a lot to me. In Proverbs chapter 30, he says, Two things I asked of you. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep deception lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is my portion, that I not be full and deny you and say, Who's the Lord? Or that I not be in want and steal and profane the name of our God. Sadly, you know, we live in a world where sometimes people, they see stealing for food as their only option. And, they, and it doesn't make it right, but it's like they feel I've got to feed my family. Or I've got to do this. And I would, I would suggest this should be a prayer for all of us. Lord, keep, don't, don't, give me so, don't make me so wealthy that I say I don't need God. It's a lot of people in our country. That's their attitude now. But also keep me from poverty that I be, not be tempted to have to steal and profane your name simply to provide. Give me what I need and might I be content with that. Father in heaven, this is our prayer that we would be people who are, that we understand that you have given to us the property we have. Might we be faithful with it? Might we develop it, guard it, uh, nourish, nourish, nourish and nurture what you have given to us? I pray, Lord, that we would as our country slips into more entitlement, that thinking what what's yours belongs to me, and people justify theft and stealing. Sometimes even government officials or high people with a lot of power are justifying this type of behavior, or others, Lord, who don't have much and they they resort to violence for it. There's the the violence theft, the white collar nonviolent theft, Lord, it's all around us, and the temptation for us to want to get rich quick off ill-gotten gains. Father, I pray for us as believers that we'd be people who are known, yes, that we have a work ethic that comes from Scripture, that we understand as a fourth commandment, six days show you work and do all your labor, that we'd be people who are known, where we work hard, we produce well, We we give things to people, and we're rewarded for that. And that's how we earn our money, not by cheating. Stealing, lying, fraud—delivers from this. Might this not be in the church? Might the church not steal or defraud people? Might Christians not do this? Might this be a way as our culture becomes darker and darker, as it shifts away from you and becomes more humanistic and more morally relativistic, and people become more distrustful of one another? I pray, Lord, that you that as believers we would be people who could be trusted. We'd be people who, who people know we would not steal, that we, we just won't do it because we want to be like our God. You're not a stealing God. You're a generous God. You don't take from us. You give. And we thank you for being a God like this. Might we imitate you and be like you in all of our ways. We bless you. We love you. We give you this day to follow you, to let the light of Christ shine in us, to realize we're to be different today we're not like the world. We're to rise above. We are followers of Jesus Christ. We march to a different drummer, and might we do that today in all of our moral choices and decisions, even this one of how we will develop our income and our wealth. Might we do it the godly way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, so glad you're along with us today. Again, I we're here every day. And so I hope you join us every day. We're here live, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, but you can watch later on YouTube or you can even download the podcast on the Spotify, Apple, and Google platforms. I hope you tell your friends about this. Help spread the word. If this is beneficial to you, it'd be beneficial to them. Encourage them and don't grow tired. Ask them and ask them again. If you're new, I hope you subscribe. Hit the notify button. Hit the like button. That helps the algorithm. Helps you get viewed by more people. And also leave a note, just tell me who you're, you're where you're from and you start watching if you enjoy it. It encourages me and we can always be encouraged. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, fill you with strength, integrity. Might you and I be people of integrity. That's what this Eighth Commandment is about, that we can be trustworthy. Might we be like that? Might God fill you with His peace, His strength, His grace, His love, His courage might his face shine upon you. And remember, the joy of the Lord's your strength. The world doesn't give that to you. Don't let the world take it away from you. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.